It's time again And again and again and again We're here man Beautiful day It was a fucking brick It was not a beautiful day It was not a beautiful day It was not a great day for me Every day is a great day Every day is a great day Let's toast it up Something about that intro track gave you my love, blunted beats. Shit just, shit is amazing. Get you, get you like started, right? Get you, get your blood flowing. Yeah, exactly. Get your thoughts, get get your thoughts together. It's like the warm up playlist that you have before you play in the big game that you always listen to and in gym yeah. pump you up. So it's funny you say that. So I'm having a great day, as you might have just heard me say, right? My day started at five thirty a.m., which is early. Earlier than normal for me. Um, had a big meeting today. Really big meeting. Probably one of the biggest in my career at the moment. Um, You know, and I actually, so here's the crazy shit, right? So last night, it was like 8 o'clock. And you know I usually take like a nap and shit. I so said, I can't take a nap. If I take a nap. Done. Wake, I'm done. I'm gonna wake up at twelve one, stay up till five, have to get up at uh seven, and I'm I just I wanna be full of energy, as prepared as I can be, right? So I fell asleep anyways at eight and I like I wanna say like ten, ten thirty, my daughter woke me up. She was like having fun playing music or something. And I'm not gonna lie, when I woke up, I was upset. And I yelled at her. And I'm like, no, I got to wake up. I got to get ready for this. I got to be good for this meeting tomorrow. And thankfully, in that moment, I realized I was wrong. I let the stress get to me. I was stressing because I was, you know, I was kind of nervous about this. Under pressure. Under pressure. But, you know what? I said, I'm I'm not ready for that. So I called over. I said, no, I apologize. You know, dad just got a lot going on. I got this big meeting tomorrow. Forgive me. She's like, it's all good, dad. Wow. Love you. Good night. Right? So then I took two melatonin to make sure my ass stayed asleep. So I, I knocked right the fuck out. I got up at 530 in the morning, uh, wished her well for school. And um, similar to what we were just talking about with the intro, right, getting ready. Like, I, I had to mentally prepare uh, I turned out man on the man in the arena just for that one specific part. Uh, seasons, uh, one season, but episode seven, just talking about the leadership qualities, right? Because that's a lot of what the meeting's about. And it's it's really about me and my leadership. So I turned that on for inspiration, and I usually turn on music when I'm getting ready and shit. But then I I put on a leadership motivational like speeches. Like the Denzel one we talked about in the past that and shit like that. Was so fire. Yeah. Steve Harvey had a good one too. Um His story is crazy. So we I I had that running in the background and I'm just hearing all these motivational, inspirational speeches. I was getting fired up. Uh 
got into work, actually went and got some some fruit and some bananas and some kale and all kinds of other stuff for my smoothies to get ready for the, the day. And I went into work early. And then, you know, I started to prepare. And the nerves started going out. Actually, to be honest, the, well, the first thing I did when I woke up at 5.30 in the morning was I, I actually was, like, praying to God for the strength and the wisdom and the courage That's to it. just have that and have be mentally sharp. And, uh, yeah, so then when the, when the time started coming, um, obviously it's kind of natural to be nervous when you're put on the spot in a situation that you're not accustomed to. 100%. But then I started really thinking in my head, and not overthinking, but like thinking in my head, like, yo, Quan, stop it. Like, you you got this. You know what you're doing. You're confident. Just do what you do. And yeah. Ultimately, that's what happened, and it ended up being a great turnout. Got a lot of great feedback, and, uh, you know, setting up myself and my team for success. So, fire. You know, I love something that you brought up, which was. You know, it, it can be nerve-wracking when you find yourself in situations that you don't normally find yourself in. And I've been on this project for work trying to figure out. So, like, I work on new hire curriculum. So anybody that goes that gets hired by our company uh, in customer care goes through this training that my team works on. And one thing I've been doing is I've been reaching out to a lot of uh, coaches that you know, that manage the people that have tenured, the tenured representatives, and just asking them, like, what are some of the biggest things that you want us to try to, uh, like, behaviors? We always talk about behaviors, how behaviors drive results, not the other way around. Um, or it shouldn't be the other way around. And I was like, what are some of the, the biggest behaviors that you want us to try to uh, teach to or um, observe when they're taking these test calls and stuff? And the, the most common one, well, the most common was empathy, which is huge. Yeah. Um, but after that, it was learning how to be comfortable when things get uncomfortable. Believe it. That was one of mm. the biggest things. You're going to find yourself in a lot of situations, especially, I mean, everybody that's done any kind of customer service knows that you never know what somebody's <laughs> going to say to you. Yeah. Right? You have no idea if it's going to be the most pleasant person you've ever met or the most miserable person you never you ever met. And... And the, anybody that's ever, you know, worked at picking up phones, you know, people are 20 times more bold over the phone than they are person to person, right? Because they have that barrier that's protecting them. So I was like, that's awesome feedback. And it just goes into saying, like, how can you become comfortable with being uncomfortable? You Are you asking me that question? Or yeah, I'll ask you. No, no. Yeah, no. I'll let you answer the no, question. No, it sounds like you have an answer. You can, you can give me an answer. No, I, so my thing is you put, you make yourself uncomfortable. You put yourself yeah, in yeah. situations to be uncomfortable. That's the only way you can become comfortable. Correct. That's what I was going to say. Actually, I think I mentioned that on the last episode, but, uh, you know, right now my objective with my with Bug is to make him uncomfortable until he is comfortable. So you just continue to put him in those situations, which is really just preparing him for the situation when it occurs when I'm not around, right? So yeah, like exactly. if I continue to be like, hey, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, and he's just uncomfortable each time. So when so-and-so says, all right, let's do this, he's like, oh, yeah, I do this all the time. Cool, I got this. Exactly. And I think one thing, and this just came to my head, but when things are uncertain or always changing, 
one thing that shouldn't change are the core behaviors. So if you're constantly putting yourself in situations where you are uncomfortable, you're gaining a skill set of behaviors of knowing like, all right, it don't matter what comes my way. I got it. Yeah. You're building confidence. Even if you you know you're way over your head, like, nah, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, every day at my job, I feel that way because mm-hmm. I'm brand new. Um, and situations always change. But I know that I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. If I don't know the answer, I'll find the answer. And if I can't find the answer, I want to find someone who can find the answer and knows the answer. Yeah. So with that being said, very, very similar, Right. I know we talked about it last episode, but we didn't we didn't post it. But along the lines of, let's just say I failed, right? Quote unquote failed when I'm having my presentation, and you know, there's a, there's a shit ton of things that went wrong. If the feedback is provided to me, then I know that's something I can work on, right? So, if ultimately you're not really failing, you're just learning. Yeah. Right. You're learning your lesson. Yeah. Hopefully, and then you apply it for the next time, which even goes further because now it shows that you're you're willing to listen, and adapt and make the changes necessary. Because, and I say this all the time, especially with interviews. I think one of the biggest things that I learned that helped me was being vulnerable. Because when you're vulnerable, you know it shows that you're open to opportunities. Because you know not everybody's perfect. That's that's a good So if you show where you're vulnerable at and you're willing to work on that, then I think that goes a longer way, right? So I actually just had this conversation with another person was like, what's a movie you'd rather watch? Someone who goes in there and just sharp all the time and is like steady or someone who came in or they're struggling with something and you see their rise to the top. What's more, you know what I mean? Like you're just more. Yeah, the second one because it's more relatable. Yeah. That's more like life. But I mean, then you talk, you bring up things like Man in the Arena, and you see Tom Brady, who was just great from when he came in, right? So, but then I've enjoyed but, watching his career. But then again, that's but there's been struggles. In he between. struggled, you know. He lost. Yeah. He he almost had the undefeated season. How do you bounce back from that? By losing to the Giants again four years later. Yeah, but having the most rings more than any franchise. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I just seen a stat the other day. Like Tom Brady is like fourth in playoff wins all time, like among franchises. <laughs> That's crazy. I think the Patriots have the most in this because of Tom Brady. That's crazy. He's only been like I think it's like four or five that he wasn't a part of Patriot playoff yeah. wins. But um, no, I agree with you. Like that. That's the story you'd rather see than somebody who fell down and came back up. And I always say like you don't you only fail when you give up. That's when you fail. Yeah. Right? That's the only time where like. You can't, you're not, once you give up, you're done, right? Like, the story ends there. Or at least that chapter ends there. There's no redeeming piece of it, right? So, um, you're going to hit road bumps. And a lot of times, you're not going to understand why you hit them or what the next move is. And I talked about my experience um, that happened a couple months ago when I didn't get the job that I that I felt pretty confident in. And the feedback that I got was very, was useless, feedback for me you know what i mean which is you know you're you know about being not being available enough and that availability the the times i weren't available was because i was going to church and that wasn't changing but you know what else was as a credit to you honestly is um the drive you have within yourself 
to continue to invest in yourself and want to grow. Oh yeah, no one. So, well, that's not no a common. Ever, that's no not one's a ever going to cheat though. me out of that's that. Not a, that's not a common thing though. That's what I'm saying. So you, the the fact that you continued to invest and develop yourself ended up pushing you through that and getting you to where you are. Put me in a better spot. Absolutely. Like, yeah, and like I said on last episode, I mean, it wasn't that easy. Um, you know, no one's no one can rob me of of the drive. Right? No one can rob me of that. But it wasn't easy at all. You know, I was low. Uh, obviously, it was mostly partnered with, you know, what happened after that, my family being gone. Like, that was tough. But, you know, we said it last episode, the people around me. Like, when you surround yourself with a group of good people, um, I knew I wasn't alone in the situation. That was number one. Obviously, God first, always with me. But then the people around me as well. You know, you, uh, my old boss was, was huge. My, my family, everybody just, so many people, even people I didn't talk to in a while, but like either heard stuff, heard stuff, or heard what happened on the show and reached out, which was awesome. Had listeners that I really didn't even know about reach <laughs> out, um, so which was awesome. Like you. That, that one guy. Oh, in Africa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was like, that was that the, having that community was huge because you know I was down in the dumps, but to your point, uh, you know, I knew I couldn't stay where I was, right? And complaining about it or saying why me. So many people say why me, not enough people say why not me. Mm. Why not me go through this? Mm-hmm. I know why I I don't at the time I didn't know why I was going through what I was going through, but God knew why I was going through what I was going through. Yeah. Right? And it was because, you know, I'm in a way better situation now. And I was talking to my dad about this. Uh it was either Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve about just how blessed I am because I, I have a very set schedule now. It doesn't fluctuate. I work Monday through Friday, eight thirty to five, weekends <laughs> off, holidays off. Fantastic job, corporate life, right? And growing up, when I was younger, my dad, there would be times where I didn't see my dad for weeks. I remember you saying that. You know, that. And we'd yeah. live together. Mm-hmm. But it was because my dad was working so hard. Like, he would work, get up 2 a.m., get home 11 p.m. We're sleeping already because, you know, we got school. And he's gone at 2 a.m. again. Yeah. And I would go on there days he worked seven days a week. Um, and, you know, I love my dad for doing that and making those sacrifices because I know how badly he wanted to be with us, but he had to put food on the table for us. Uh, but being able to be home with my son for the holidays, I know what I missed when I was younger. I don't want to miss those moments in my son's life. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm stuck at work. Mm-hmm. And... Staying where I was at and even getting the prom- if I got promoted to assistant manager, I would have missed those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what it's about. You know, each generation is about getting better, being able to give more, give back more, spend more time, work less, love more. And, you know, if if that was what, you know, God was trying to show me, it definitely worked. And he, yeah. you know, he had blessings. Yeah, he just had he had better things in mind for me so 
I just thank him, obviously, for what he's done, but also for the people he put around me to continue to inspire and motivate me and to uplift me and not to get into any kind of mindset of like, oh, you did deserve it. You didn't get it. I can't believe it. Like, let's be angry together. More like, it's all good, right? Yeah. Like, keep your head up. Better things are coming. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what we were talking about, to be honest with you, but that's kind of how flow goes sometimes. No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. So, and so I just recently, um, there's someone who I knew from a long time ago and recently kind of like followed each other on IG, but, um, she's down in Florida, I think. I don't even know where she's living at, but not, that doesn't even matter. The point is, is that, um, she actually just put up a testimony on her story, which was amazing. It was about, uh, quitting her job. But not really knowing what she wanted to do, just that the job wasn't the right fit for her. But she wanted something with more benefits, a little bit better pay. Um, and after like a week, she wasn't getting no calls. She had tons of interviews, no calls. But she continued to have faith. She said, I continue to leave, uh, lead with faith in God. I knew that this was the, I was making the right decision. But then I started get, to get discouraged. And she read a book or something. And it had like the three D's, which was like discourage, um, uh, discourage, uh, I don't remember the other two. She didn't remember the one of them. So to be fair, discourage, discourage, discourage. Yeah. So, but, but anyways, it's along that line. So yep. she was, um, she was getting nervous now. But then, you know, she said, you know what? I'm going to pray on it, keep my faith. She said, no lie, 10 minutes later, uh, a job called her and the job called her, but it was a little bit further than what she expected. And then she was like, I really like that opportunity. Uh, I'll see what it's about. She's five minutes later, the job that she wanted called her and said, we want to, we want to hire you. Boom. But you know, I, it's amazing because sometimes, right. You, you're just uneasy with the unsureness. So yeah. it's like, all right. But as long as you keep that faith and you you know you're putting your best foot forward, you know good yeah. things will happen. So yeah. like we talked about last time, like God's timing ain't wrong. Yeah, exactly, and it's perfect. Like you know what you said that because you know when you go back to why a lot of people and we talked about a little bit on the last episode, but why a lot of people uh, don't get what they want, it's not because they don't have good intentions. It's because they lose hope. Mm. You give up. Waiting is not easy. We both know the hardest part of an interview is not the interview. It's the part when you're waiting until you get your answer. Yeah, I couldn't wait to get this meeting over with. Yeah, that's I the was, hardest part. I was like, I just want to get this over with at this point. The interview's not hard at all. All right, ask me whatever you want to ask me. I'm an open book. Yeah. But it's the waiting piece of it, you know, and it's, but patience is perfect. You, the waiting time is so key. It's so crucial because nothing in life very few things in life that are worth it come quickly, right? Like, you don't get to where you want to be in a, in a career in one day. There's a lot of hard work that goes into it. There's a lot of waiting. I'm going to stop you. Only because it sounds like you're making an excuse for making me wait so long to get the show back on and running. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I know. Didn't I say, <laughs> didn't I just say, didn't I just say... <laughs> 
<laughs> most things. Oh, okay, okay. I said that most was the disclaimer. Things. That I was said the asterisk. Most okay, okay, okay. Because I figured you'd come up with something, <laughs> so that's why I stopped and I rewinded. I said most things. Uh, I res- I respect your wittiness, so I uh, have to make sure. I thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, <laughs> this guy's always trying to catch me. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Unbelievable. It's only right. You know, I agree. Right? Call it out when you see something wrong. I'm not. Yeah. I ain't mad at that. No. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the most important thing is like having that patience and just knowing, right? Like speaking it and continuing to speak positive words over your situation. The moment you start that that switch, right? Whatever the other two D's were, <laughs> discouragement is huge. And a lot of times, people think the longer you you have to wait, the less of a chance you have. Well, that's not necessarily true. Mm. If you like you said, if you know you put your best foot forward. What do you have to worry about? Either A, you're going to get what you want, or B, you're going to get great feedback. Or I guess, or C, if you're me, you know what? I shouldn't even say that because the feedback that I got, let me retract what I said earlier. The feedback that I got was exactly the feedback that I needed because it let me know that I was not in the place I needed to be and I should stop looking to force something that wasn't right for me. So it was the exact feedback because at that moment I knew of like, if church is the reason why I won't get promoted, then I'm not in the right space. And that is what encouraged me to look elsewhere. That's fair. And what took me, what, like a year, almost a year, over a year to get that interview, I'm in a different position three months later. Because now my sights were somewhere else where I was like, this is what I was meant to do. This is where I belong. I'm doing something I enjoy more. Schedule's better. So just know that too. Sometimes feedback, even though it's not what you want it to be or you don't think it's useful, all feedback is useful. It it just might not, you might not understand it yet. How do you feel about, well, not how do you feel. How do you feel about people who have a hard time receiving feedback? Especially when it's feedback they don't necessarily want to hear because it's constructive. Um, um, I mean, I think they're they're human just like the rest of us. I just think once you have that first like aha moment or that first time where the feedback that you get, even though you didn't like it, makes an impact that you can see, you're going to be kind of hard-headed because once you have that first breakthrough and you see you're like, whoa, this feedback, you know, maybe getting feedback isn't a bad thing because I'm I'm starting to win now. Um, but sometimes it's hard. Like everybody's in the shell, and sometimes it takes a situation to crack that shell. Um, but I, to be honest, the people that just continuously refuse feedback, and you're trying to tell them why you're giving it to them. I mean, they're human, but of course they're stubborn. And, but everybody's stubborn in their own right. Um, all I got to say is if you're one of those people that like you always find yourself trying to give a reason why you did something the way you did, just know this. No matter how good your reason is, your reason is you're only trying to make an excuse for why you should do it again. Think about that. Before you comment, just think about what you just said. Now carry on. That's all I have to say about people that don't accept feedback. No, I'm just saying now carry them to carry on. Oh, okay. That's when you should have dropped the beat again. 
Wow. Maybe I will. <laughs> you know, I'll get better. I, I could. I got it. You know what I was thinking? Ain't no problem. I wonder if in the media, because we're considered media. Yeah, absolutely. Can we play snippets? Because I, I think that's why. I think that's why. Like other podcasts and stuff can play snippets without it being a thing. Because it's not like you're you're not pirating the music. You're not playing the whole song or anything like that. I really have to look into it. But yeah, I mean, there might be like a creative licenses and uses and stuff like that. You know what I was listening to on the way here? It was uh, J. Cole, Love Yours. Wow, that's one of my favorite J. Cole songs. That song is so fire. That beat is fire. Beat is fire. The lyrics is fire. Absolutely. The concept is fire. But, um... For those who don't know, go listen to that song, especially if you're feeling some doubt on what's going on with yourself and your life. That's it. Listen to that song, and I'm I'm sure that you'll feel a little bit better about your situation. Listen, ain't no such thing as a life that's better than yours. Wow. Yeah. It's not a Drake bar, but it'll it's be. not a Drake bar, but I'm sure one will be here. Maybe we'll find out. So, uh, real quick, everybody, um, I didn't really want to say this, but I'm going to say it only because I want you guys to have an idea. On how important the audience is to us, uh, we Matt and I actually recorded a couple of days ago. It was a lot of it was about the playoffs, the NFL, because um, that's where it started. That's where our passion started from, and then we transitioned it to how you know performing under pressure in real life situations kind of is relatable. Um, but honestly, when we listened to the content, it wasn't what we felt was best for our audience. And for those who are really tuned in, so we scrapped that. Um, you know, we could always put that in the bloopers or something. But yeah, we have some great content. Matt is gonna somehow put in some of the content that we had that was really really good. That kind of almost saved the episode, but didn't. Um, the point is, is that you know we we want to give you the best of us. We want to give you what you guys really want to hear, and uh, so we just kind of. He's like, you know what? We're just going to fucking do another episode. Yeah. And I appreciate you, Matt, because like I said, I know you had a lot going on and we weren't recording on our usual schedule. So to adjust to make sure that the show is right for them, I appreciate you. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, uh, I'll say the same thing about you, right? Uh, I appreciate you. You know, being honest, right? Because you said it towards the end of the show, like, man, this was one of our worst episodes. I said it on the show. You said it. <laughs> I said it. You said it. Sucks. And I agree with you right away. <laughs> I agree with you right away. But I think what we came to a consensus was this. We're not going to completely abandon sports, right? But sports is not going to be the focus anymore going forward because sports, whenever we talk about a topic, uh, it's very, uh, it almost sets what we have to talk about. And our best uh, our best episodes, our best content is when things is just free-flowing. Well, we have kind of an idea of what we want to talk about, but we're, we're not like, you have, to, you have to stick to this, you have to stick to that, you have to stick to this. Let's, all right, moving on, moving on. None of that. Let the conversation be natural, let it flow. And uh, having the realization that you have like, we man, we probably shouldn't put this out. And then when I listen back to it, I'm like, you're 100% right. It just, it didn't sound authentic. Even though we both love football and we were talking about it, people can get their sports stuff elsewhere. And it's saturated right it's now. It's so saturated. Not yeah. only that, 
There, there's, you know, what's they're funny? gonna get it the day after they watch it or right after they watch it, yeah. anyways. By the time we record and, and release it to yeah. you guys, it's a little bit dated. And what, what new stuff are we gonna be able to bring? Other than so, fun- there is other something some, that, other than some funny stuff. <laughs> there, so there is something that came out that I didn't see too much talk about, but I also haven't been in in tune because I've just been so busy. Um, where Antonio Brown. Said that the Bucks was gonna pay for I his mental that. health. I saw that, but then he said something about the crazy house. Yeah, people. And then people uh, was not not feeling that. Oh, so there was a lot of pushback. And I'm saying lot, crazy house. It was um, so it was, it was it was reported a lot in a lot of different areas. Or um, it was more of like I'm not sure if it was reported a lot, but I just saw like he was he was trending on Twitter, and I'm like Antonio Brown, like what did he do now? <laughs> right. So and then I saw the interview. And I get what he's saying. Like that's what they that's what they used to call, um, you know, like places where you'd get if you had mental health problems. Like that's where you would go. Mm-hmm. But you know, obviously, being respectful to people that have mental health problems, crazy how yeah, there was a said. there was a lineman like, for the Raiders that said something. Yeah, right? the friend Solomon Thomas was like, you know, be respectful. Yeah, of the people like that. That's a real battle they're struggling with. You know. He, and, he, and then he was like, I, "Mental health, I got." He said, "Mental health, I got mental wealth," which I respect. I get what he's saying. I get what Antonio Brown's saying there at that, but at the same time, calling it the crazy house, you know, you're you're insulting a whole bunch of yeah, people yeah. that are that are there. Well, that's the kind for of honest reason. The reason, well, part, there's two reasons why I brought that up. One is because, as, as you know, I talked about mental health. We had a whole episode. Shout yeah, out to Gary. Shout out to Gary. Scattered thoughts. Um, you know, we take mental health pretty serious. Hundred percent. Um, those are the kind of like sports related things I would like to touch on because it's not being reported widely, right? So we can kind of talk about that and how it relates. Um, for sure. Um, I think you know, and it's funny that you you bring this up, this mental health, because we did a um, we had a team meeting. Last week, last Thursday, see a week ago, and you know, somebody different hosted every time. Like my boss, but hey, who wants to host the team meeting this time? And because I want to get you know more skills with presenting, hosting, running meetings, but also be become more confident with you my new raised, team. You just raised your hand. I was like, I'll do it. And um, he's like, cool, cool. And I was like, is there agenda? He's like, no, not really. It's kind of free flowing. <laughs> And I was like, man, I volunteered. I don't know shit about shit. <laughs> this is what we do. Uh, yeah, this is what this we do. This is how do. your skill translates to so, that yeah, skill. Yeah. So, we talked about that last episode. <laughs> We're getting good at this. But um, he posted an article about having a thinking space. And, you know, he's like, you know, Matt, I, he hit me up on, in Slack on the side. And he was like, I want to talk about this article at the team meeting. You know, I want to kind of like, you know, hear people's thoughts. Um, so I was like, yeah, we they kind of have a structure for the meeting. They'll do like an icebreaker. Even though everybody knows each other, sometimes when you work with each other for so long and you're working remotely, sometimes you kind of get detached from people. Mm-hmm. So that's why he likes to do like an icebreaker, like bring that personalization back. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this article, this thinking space article, and I'm going to use it as an icebreaker. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to have everybody share what their thinking space is and kind of talk about why that's their thinking space. 
because then it might inspire other people to maybe that's the thinking space they want to use. So when I started doing it, like I was like, yeah, we're going to use the article for icebreaker when I was in the meeting. He came off a mute. He's like, you want to talk about that as an icebreaker? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I was like, let me tell you why. You know, this, I was like, this has been such a huge adjustment for me working from home that, you know, and my mom warned me about this, but I'm like, I didn't realize the impact that it had on my mental health because I'm so used to being immersed and being surrounded with people working in a store mm. with my coworkers. And I was like, I didn't realize because I'm not going outside as much. Like, I felt tired. My brain, my brain like felt tired. From going outside? No, from being inside from all day. Isolated. From isolated. Isolated, being behind yeah. a computer, not really, not talking. Like I'm mm-hmm. talking via typing, but I'm not yeah. talking as much. Yeah. Like I felt sluggish like mentally. Yeah. Like, things, I wasn't as snappy as like I was, I was. So I was like, I want to talk about this because a lot of these people have been working from home for a while now. I want to know what they do. Because mm-hmm. like every time we're having conversations, like they're quick to respond. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, when they ask me it's a sluggish. question, I'm like, it's sluggish. Give me a second to think about it. Yeah. And it's it's not even something that requires a lot of thought, but I'm again like Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. realize how your brain is a muscle. And whenever you don't work a muscle, it starts to get weaker. Yeah. Or, you know, or starting skill. So I started doing it. I was like, you know, let me I'll go first because everybody's kinda quiet. I was like, who wants to start? And everybody's kinda quiet, like, like I'm sharing my special place with people and i was like i'll start <laughs> but it was here i'm like yeah, yeah. you know this is my office this is where i do my podcast yeah you know i showed them the posters that i have here oh he was on he was on video yeah yeah we had the webcam so I like, okay and like, oh that's awesome and then everybody went and started sharing their place and like yeah you know when i walk that's my dope. dogs i go to this and this is kind of my escape this is how i decompress i get away and there was two things I took from that. First, I was the only person whose space was indoors. So I was like, maybe I got to get outside. <laughs> that was number one. Like, Are I, they in the Northeast? Though? No. So one, I got, there's one coworker. Cause that's kind of brick to be outside. I got one coworker in my PA. Car said, uh, my car said nine degrees this morning. <laughs> it was brick. I went to go pick up Nona at 645. Um, and it was like four, bro. It yeah, was, yeah. Was, no, trust me. I took Scooby out. Oh, I can't. Because I got to make sure he uses the bathroom because I'm going to be gone for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, that's, I can't. And his, freezing. It was steaming like no other. <laughs> it was cold. It was bad. And It was know, bad. No, it was. disposal was definitely like, huh? <laughs> but, um. Yeah. I was not like, to cut you off. No, but I don't want to lose my train of thought. There's a couple things I want to touch base on. One is, you're absolutely right. Like, your brain is a muscle if you're not working it. It just gets weaker. I actually had that thought this morning because I didn't talk to nobody this morning other than Scooby a little bit, right? So on the way to work, I'm like, I started like talking a little bit just to try and get my voice and shit together. Like, it's hard to say. Do you do that often? No. But I did realize. No, no, no. But listen, I did realize that even when I open in the morning, if I don't have conversations, I'm not as like go like you know what I mean. I'm not as uh, 100%. Go- outgoing as I normally am. So I started that this morning, and I was like, "Wow, that that definitely made a difference." Because by the time they came in, I was on like you was 100. ready. I was yeah, I was on a hundred. You was ready. You was ready sharpening. Um, to talk a little bit about the mental health thing, I'm just curious on what your thought is because and Kanye just said something in the song. I think it was in Easy too, where he said something about mental something. If I'm not mistaken, do you remember? I just heard it. And I was like, 
I don't really like that. Um, I know he gets criticized a lot for his mental health, but it's like kind of like what we talked about. Like it's almost like just not respecting those who are going through those issues. For sure. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to cut you off. So get finished. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I. I mean, like, and I. I shouldn't say I get why people say what they say about them. You know, Kanye is obviously such a polarizing figure. Same thing with Antonio Brown. So but that's why. That, well, that's why right. I'm talking about it even more. Is because but you're right. Don't you have a sense of responsibility in some cases? And I get it. Like you don't, but you do in a way if you can make an impact. Especially when we talk about it all the time, right? Kanye is big on that. Like he talks about making a difference. Like he talked about being so so wealthy where he can afford to buy a house next to his family even though they're not together so he can be there for his family right so you're talking about making changes in that way but a big change i feel that's necessary in in our communities is is the awareness of mental health oh yeah and being able to speak to it we talked about that many times like it's mm-hmm. downplayed like people don't respect it or they don't they think it's a negative thing Talking to a therapist or talking to somebody about your issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I'm kind of bringing that up, by the way. No, but I, I love what you said. And, you know, yes and no. And I think we talked about this, too, with the Michael Jordan Last Dance documentary. Because people always take, talk about Michael Jordan, about, like, how he doesn't do the things like Ali did uh, when it came to, like, social justice, social injustice stuff and what LeBron does. And people talk about that. And it's like, and Michael Jordan's like, I just wanted to play basketball. But because he was a role model, because so many people looked up to him, like, was it, like, does he have some kind of responsibility? But there's in, a difference. In, but in my... There's a difference. Okay, He's not shitting on the social injustice. That's true. That's a good... That, that's the difference. Where in this space... Yeah, Antonio Brown, what he said. Exactly. And I, I also get that, but here's here's what else that I also say as well is, we say this, right? How many of us in the past has you have used the word crazy house without even thinking about it, right? Or how many of us, in, or in, in any situation with anything else, have used a derogatory term, and we didn't really mean it as a derogatory term. That was just that's just been the term that's been used. Correct, correct. We we so didn't go. think it was derogatory correct. at first, but like, and I have the perfect I have the perfect example. Okay, so all my. To all my Spanish speakers and Spanish people, Chinese people, we call them chinos, right? Like, yeah, that's been my nickname throughout. The but <laughs> why? And you're not even Chinese; you're yeah, Asian. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're different. So, but we don't mean anything derogatory by it, right? Or most, some people, people with good intentions don't. <laughs> like, but like I, so who are we and i'm not I, I don't think antonio brown like listen to i don't think he meant anything malicious by saying what i didn't he said. Listen, i didn't watch i listened to so it. I don't know. it didn't sound malicious and you know the, um is it greg gumbo brian gumbo i always forget his name who does real sports okay he was the one who did the interview with um like antonio brown said crazy house and the person interviewed didn't even blink. His lawyer didn't blink. Like nobody even blinked, didn't question it at all. Because that's kind of like that's a word that's been used. Not saying it's right. Yeah. But it's something clearly that people understand what so, you mean when you're talking so about it. Let me ask you this. So like let me ask you this. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, but I there feel like it's important that we have these, get these conversations, yeah, get right? So when when a lot of my Spanish friends, right? Friends, like f- family. 
I I know there was a knowledge gap where they don't understand that that what like, like what the difference is between Chino Chinese etc cetera, etc cetera, yep. right yeah so are you do you feel like Antonio's Brown Antonio Brown is a knowledge there's a knowledge gap that's why that happened I feel like a lot of times when you see people that say things that are offensive uh and then they come out with these apologies I feel like a lot of times there is a knowledge gap where it's like you don't really understand the what you just said or what like the 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 impact of what you just said yeah so there i i do feel like there is a level of ignorance and i'm not saying i'm um like perfect or i'm not guilty of it too i'm sure yeah, i've so, said things in the past so myself, I, sometimes i say things no myself i'm not even thinking about it myself i i when i was younger i called it that but that's because i didn't know the difference right and i didn't understand that and i was always taught like you don't want to go there you don't want to do this exactly so it's like yep. you didn't you didn't know any better that's why when they do call me chino like you guys realize there's a difference right that's like me calling you uh mexican honduras whatever when you're exactly. you're, you're dominican like you don't appreciate that like yeah it's, it's a different spaniards yeah people don't get it um so it's about the educational piece i think in a way and obviously some still want to be ignorant which it is oh, for it sure is. yeah um i just feel like you know that's something that is not talked about enough no i agree i agree for sure and Listen, my my biggest problem with all these people, these like self righteous people that come out, is like stop acting like you're perfect. Yeah, and, that, and like I said, I admit, look look to bring education, but yeah. don't do it in a way that's like you're trying to like holier than thou type of. I would never do anything like cut it out, yeah. bro. Actually, you know, stop trying to come uh, for people's necks. Do you remember who the sports person was who said something about, uh, I believe, about Jews? And then Julian Edelman. Oh, was it? Was it? Yeah, it was. Um, it was a baseball player, wasn't it? Not wasn't it? Basketball with Myers Leonard. Was it Myers Leonard? I think so. No, I don't think so. I think it was because he was playing like Call of Duty. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. And then Julian Edelman invited He's him shot. to go look at like a, a Holocaust I think the, museum I think or something Deshaun like that. Ja- I think Deshaun Jackson had a similar similar thing. Yeah, well, see, a lot. That's the problem, and and you know they didn't necessarily mean it in a in a derogatory way. No, it was almost like taught to them, and you know it's it's about everybody kind of bridging that gap of knowledge. I feel like exactly. You know, the only problem is when. People aggressively come after somebody because everybody assumes yeah. that. And then the cancel culture comes up, and then exactly. It's like, it's just and then the people that did the wrong get very defensive. Some people come out and they apologize, and, and you know they have these very written out, thought out apologies. <sighs> like, oh no, their agent wrote that. They don't really mean it. Yeah, it's like, what what's going to be enough for you that, that someone has to lose their career because they made a mistake? Does does your employer and all the stupid shit that you say? <laughs> Just because you're not famous, you're not held accountable to yeah. it, but you want to hold the fire to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I don't like. Um, there's a way, like, there's a way to correct people, but correct with mercy. Don't, don't look for blood, especially when you know that you have, even if you haven't done it in 10, 15 years, you've done it in the past before. So there's blood on your hands too, homie. Mm-hmm. How can somebody that was in a war and kill people judge people for having blood on their hands? You got blood on your hands too, homie. Oh, right? You got blood on your hands too. So you did it. 
It doesn't matter in what context you did it in, you still did it. So you can't judge somebody else for doing it. You could tell them like, listen, I did it and I know it's wrong. I'm uh-huh. trying to bring I'm trying to bring this educate in a way like, hey, listen, like these are the rep- these are the things that can happen if you keep on doing it. Like, let me show you why what you yeah. said was a book was hurtful. And that's it. Be an ally. Communication. And you know what? I Communication. Wanna, yeah. And I want to talk about something that really just just came up. And it does tie into sports a little bit. Um, it was early in the football season with Henry Ruggs. You know Henry. Yep. He got into that thing. Yep. And you know what? I really gained a lot of respect for Derek Carr when he was like, you know, a lot of people are going to come after him. So I'm not going to do that. He's like, I want to know. Yeah. He's like, well, I want to know why he didn't feel like he could call me in that situation and say, hey, I need help. That's fire. He's like, what did I do? Or what didn't I do to let him know that I would be there for him? That's fire. And like he wasn't, he knew that his teammate did something wrong, but he wasn't looking to kill him. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't condone anything that he did. He's like, what he did was wrong. He's like, but he has enough people that are against him right That's now. That's respect, you know. You know, despite what he does on the football field and in between the lines, it's the characteristics, right? It's exactly. like people don't understand that characteristics of a person is really what shows you them. Yeah, so, like, 100%. for example, right, people always criticize me. Oh, you're a Patriots fan. Now you're a Bucks fan. No, I'm not a Bucks fan. I am a Tom Brady fan, though. I won't I won't deny that because his characteristics, the way he, he holds himself, the way he's accountable for his actions, um, it goes a long way with me. Um, just to touch base, I don't want to lose too much focus on the mental health thing real quick. You know, rest in peace. Uh, to the two people that passed away in London last night, um, it was a murder suicide, and you know, young, I believe. Uh, if I could be wrong, so I don't want to mistake it. I'm not gonna say no names, but I believe they're like 18 around that age, right? Wow. And it's like it was from what I read through the day, not through like posts and stuff. Was it was uh it was he was upset because she wanted to leave him and stuff like that, and that's a mental thing. Right? That's a mental thing, for and sure. that's why I'm talking about it. Um, and you know, I'm sending nothing but love to Tuto. That's Tuto's boy. Like Tuto knew him. Like wow. it was so it hits home and it's close, right? Especially because in New London, New London's a small town that's really close knit, and um. It affected a lot of people in a way, just because it's such a tragedy. But you start to wonder, at least I did, it was like, who was in his corner to be able to give him feedback from a mature level? Who was able to stir him or her the the way where you can have dialogue and communication where it didn't have to end that way? And then how do we do this? How do we do this in the future so this doesn't happen again? Yeah, because I'm sure there's still couples out there. I mean, to be honest with you, like I'm, I'll be vulnerable. Like at a point in time when I was young and all I had was my significant other, I felt that way. Like I felt like if I didn't have you, I'd have nothing. Why am I here? Because I didn't have my mom. My mom was elsewhere. My dad was never around. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. How do we make sure we provide support to those who don't have that? 
I think it starts with that, which you just said, which is being vulnerable and letting, and again, killing that stigma, that mental health, or or if, if you're struggling with anything mental health related, it doesn't mean that you're weak at all, right? And, but letting people know our stories, letting people know, like, there's people that they could talk to that have been through it. Mm. And like, but it, it, at the end of the day, you know, it's tough because you're not always going to have people that reach out, right? Yeah. Like sometimes you have to be the one to initiate that. And it's not easy, but, you know, we, we hear it all the time, like, just check in on people that you haven't heard from, heard from in a while. You especially, especially, yeah, you do say that all the time. Especially if it's somebody that you know has been going through something and you haven't heard from them, right? Because, you know, when we when we go through our things, like when I was going through what I was going through, when, when, when Nona and the baby were gone, I wasn't reaching out to a lot of people. Thankfully, people reached out to me. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I actually remember that. I actually, mentally in my head, I said to myself, I got to reach out to this guy more often because I don't want him to feel so alone without his family. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, thankfully, I never I had no thoughts of I know, anything. I mean, it was great because your brother was around. Yeah. I know that because I was reaching out and he's like, yeah, I'm going to have dinner at my brother's. Yeah, my, 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 yeah, my older brother was awesome. And, and, I mean, he's always been awesome, but... Uh, in that whole situation, you know, my parents obviously huge, but you know, my, uh, you know, my whole family, you know, you're part of my family. So, uh, just every, people just reaching out, uh, because one thing too is like you, you feel like you don't want to, you don't want to talk about what you're going through because you sometimes you feel like you're putting your burdens on somebody else and you mm. necessarily don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's why I didn't, I didn't really want to reach out to a lot of people. Because I was like, you know, I don't want them to, like, pity me. Yeah. Um, so, no, that's a great point. That's know, a great point. And I, I, let me just <clears throat> say something real quick. You was fortunate enough to have that support where people were reaching exactly. out, right? And even with that, you and even as mature and as um, level-headed as you are, you still was hesitant because of the burden piece, exactly. right? So it's, that's why it's so important that we we get rid of the stigma, and we we're we're reaching out to one another, right? And we're making sure we're good. You you can ask a lot of the people that I'm close to, as you know, but you can ask a lot of people. I reach out all the time, like yo, I just want to let y'all know, like I love y'all. Y'all need anything? Let me know. You know what's good for that? Gmo is really good for that. Like Gmo just the other day Gmo wished everybody legend. a good good week. You know what I mean? Like something so small does can make such a big difference, right? A hundred percent. Because like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could no, I might not even know, but you know, somebody on the side could hit him up on the side. Like yo, Gmo, I appreciate that. This is what I'm going through. I was just gonna say that, like when you see somebody that does something like that, it makes them look like they're more approachable, mm. and they usually are more approachable. Cause they're willing to do that, cause people don't do that. Mm. Uh, but you were right; you hit it around the head, like you know, someone. And I consider myself to be pretty outgoing, right? Um, it's hard; it's hard to run a business without being outgoing, right? And without being willing to network and put yourself out there. But you know, you, you don't, and that's why it's so important to number one, start building your circle now. Like, especially if everything's going good, 
just know that, and I'm not like negative Nancy, but no, that's what life is. There's peaks and there's valleys in life, and mm-hmm. if you're on a peak, the valley is coming. It's gonna come. That's just what it is. <laughs> um, but we know that we can overcome everything, you know, because mm. we got God on our side. But um, you know, start doing, start building out a, a circle of people like that, like a Gmo that's reaching out, because you you never know when it's gonna be your time to be in the valley. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that. That day that I, that, you know, that I got the news, I didn't get the <laughs> job, and I was going to the, to, and I was going to the Philippines. I was expected to get the news. I got the job, and I was gonna be on the plane. Yeah. Like that's what my, that's where my mindset yeah. was. And neither happened. Yeah. And I was, I was on the peak, and I found myself in the valley very quickly, <laughs> like very quickly. Um, not, well, not on the plane, but in the valley. In the, in the valley. Um, and even though my wife was on the plane, like, I could tell. I was, I'm telling you, it was one of the most heartbreaking things. Like, yeah. saying, Nah, when you called me, I was like, it was, you know, I was heartbroken for did you. Did I call you on, did I call you that night? Or did I call you the next morning? No, you called me that night. I did call you that night. I think you were the only person I called. And I, I texted my brothers because I let them know. I texted my brother. Obviously, my parents picked me no, up. No, you called me that night and I was stunned. I and called I was you. Like, All right. What are we doing? Oh yeah, the, yeah. I, I don't know if you remember that, but I said, "What are we doing?" Yeah, yeah. I and do. I meant it in a way like, "Okay, how are we gonna get through this type of thing?" Yeah. Not like, "What are we doing?" Like, "Hey, we're going out popping yeah, bottles." It's like, nah. "Nah, what are we doing so that we can get through this?" It, and then it was good. so funny because everybody's like, "Man, you're so lucky, bachelor." I'm like, "This is the worst, bro." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A piece of your life is gone. Like your life is gone. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but like I said, like you never know when that's gonna happen to you. But because I already had that strong circle around me in place, I wasn't scrambling when it came time. Mm-hmm. But it also goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning about how can you be prepared to be comfortable when the uncomfortable situations come? Mm. Wow, full circle. Full circle. Build that circle, 360. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yo, wow, there's a yo, drink bar for that, that but ass, it's not coming to my mind that right ass, now. That ass. Oh, yeah! Keep on going. I'm gonna we're, find it. We, we were meant for this. 360 up we front. It all comes this. full circle. That's what it was. Lemon pepper freestyle. I got it. Wow. Always a Drake bar. Wow. Yo, so I was. I went to. Let me tell you this story, right? So I went to IKEA, right? I we talked about it. I went to IKEA yeah. on football Sunday. Missed half the Bucks game for my daughter. She wanted a dresser. I got home kind of late so i didn't put it together i had to work early in the morning came home from work the next morning i mean the next afternoon excuse me and uh scooby ate the dresser he ate the dresser guys so obviously i was disappointed and i was like you know what it is what it is like i can't do nothing about it i can't put the dresser back together can't make him throw it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. So I went back to Ikea, got on the dresser. Because on the way to Ikea and on the way back, I was listening to my old music. And I remember I told you something about uh, when when one door closes, another one opens. Oh, okay. And then that song that I wrote the verse to was about that. And I wanted to send it to you in that moment, but I was driving, so I was like, "No, nah, I'm not doing that." Even though, even though I don't need to hold the steering wheel when I need when I drive now because Must the shit be will nice. drive itself. Must but nice. I didn't do it. Um, but I'll send you that, and I want to know your real reaction when I play some of the old songs for you because I'm listening to them shits and I'm like, "Yo, I was definitely in my bag." 
I mean, if Hassani didn't like what would happen, it was legendary nights. When we, when we when we put on freestyle, the beat. yeah. So you know, it's another crazy thing. Is like, like I'm I'm trying to become more involved with social media. It's very hard for me because one, I'm busy. Two, um, I just it's just not part of what my routine is right now. So, but I was gonna write something, and I'm I will because I I'm curious. I was gonna write, who is the best freestyler that you personally know. And I'm curious to know who that is. But I know I'm in at least five people's. Yeah, I mean. As far as really freestyling too, not like coming there with something pre-written. Pre-written, yeah. No, listen. Um, Yeah, it got to be you. It has to be you. I mean, I don't know a lot of people that do. I know my dad used to. Uh, I will cook your dad. I mean, I haven't listened to my dad freestyle, <laughs> but he used to have cut. He there you to, go. In 84. Nah, nothing like this that. This is me. Straight out the dough. He used to have um, like cassette tapes of his old stuff. And my dad, I mean, sometimes he'll just rap some of his old stuff. I'm like, who? I'm like, who spit that? And he's like, oh, that was me. He's like, I wrote it. See, that's what I need to do. He's like, he's like I wrote it. Like, he's like, I wrote it like in 88. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. Back in 88 when I was Bar pushing 30, weight. 30 years old. He was a ballerina. I got the pictures. I seen you. Nah, so. Wow. so um, I guess you take over Jay-Z. Yeah, Love that know. song. Um, But, yo, I'm not going to lie, right? Because I'm not a bit. I was. I knew. I felt like I was good. He bodied Mob Deep and Nas in that song. Yeah, he's. He's, he's bodied him. Since you on that, right? So how do you feel when they said. When Hove said. Ain't nobody fucking with me on verses. Just keep it moving. Because there was a lot of pushback. More pushback than I expected, to be quite honest. Because, all right, so I don't know if you know this, but Lil Wayne was the biggest. Nah, um, he's all set. But you're not a Lil Wayne fan, so that's different. No, I mean, Wayne got bars, but we talking about Jay. Jay's catalog is. <laughs> and the problem with the thing is with Jay. People don't realize Jay's, that, though. People Jay's really catalog, don't realize that. Jay's catalog, not only is it super expensive, but it's aged like fine wine. Yeah, yeah. That's so, what well, people don't realize. Bars that. still current. I, I mean, there's people I, my age, and there's people who I talk to, and they're like, yeah, Jay don't have enough. I'm like, Jay, you, you Jay probably did enough. not go to a Jay concert. I went to a Jay concert. He spent five minutes with like 15, 30 second snippets of hits. Within that five minutes, not including the hits he performed on top of that, and it, I and I guarantee you they didn't cover everything. I guarantee that too. Listen, there's no one fucking with Hov. Listen, just give him the last the last line of takeover, and for all the people that say they can fuck with Jigga, you only get half a bar. Fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that shit so much, bro. That's one of my all time hype songs, bro. I love that fucking song. Whole, nobody Putting the chest in the line of fire with their thin ass vest. Mm. Come on, mm. man, I love that song. Nah, not a versus. That's nah, nah. I'm sorry. I mean, nah, no. <laughs> I'm Impossible. not. No. They no. said Drake. Obviously, yeah. I mean, you need Some, somebody. A lot of people said Future too. I was surprised about. I'm that. I'm not a huge Future guy. People love Future. Well, Future is very influential in the culture, but that's very um, true. To fuck with Hov, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be like Drake or like Ye, because their catalogs are so big. As soon as he drops, but, I'm a hustler, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I just, just want you to know. Come on. This is. It, it ain't where I've been. Where I'm about to go. Now, let me. T- 
to, to hold. I mean, he should just because no one can fuck with him doesn't mean he shouldn't give somebody the chance. Nah, he should give someone a chance just so I can see him just annihilate him. Yeah, but he should definitely give someone the chance. He might when it comes down to it. But it's tough. There because might be like, a time he, in his career is like, he yo. Couldn't, like, he, it would have to be like a Drake because it couldn't be Ye because it's like the, the student and the teacher. But also, too. Well, like, Ye said he wouldn't anyway. There's just, there, but the, Ye's so much production. It's like, but is it like it's Ye's. Production. I think Ye would be a tough. great opponent, but still not enough. It's like you can't, like you just, it won't happen. Kanye's old shit is just so incredible. I gotta listen to a lot more Kanye. The, you know, watching his interview. Donna's starting to grow a lot more on me. I'm not gonna lie. You see Donna 2 coming out? February the pro- 22nd? The, the production oh, on February that. The, 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 I, like I still like CLB more. Because I know Tone's probably listening like, I told you, I told you. I still like CLB. I still don't listen to Donda. But <laughs> Donda. the production on, on Donda. Although I'm like, just, uh, what's the what's the one that um, Tone sent me? Um, the song with the Lauren Hill sample? No, no. Believe what line, I say is. I'm going to jail tonight. Oh. <laughs> Yo, that that episode that we did with him and Ray. Where we, where, oh, did you put that out? Yeah. Yeah, that was like the first episode I did when uh, when Nona and the Baby were in the Philippines. Was it? Yeah. Our biggest episode, I believe, is when Tone, it was me, you, and Tone, aisle five or some shit like that. Nah, nah, it wasn't aisle five. It was, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Which one was it? It was when I called it a cramp. Yeah. It was that yeah. episode. Yeah. Because after that episode, my people would hit me up like, yo, come on, we need more of the, of the stories. That's just, yo, that cramp episode was so funny. I gotta give, I gotta create more stories. So, Everybody who wants more stories like that, you got to give me more stories like that. You know, there's people that literally make their living. I'm not sure if it's as big here, but in the Philippines it is because no one listens to them. Where people will send in their like stories and they'll just read them. They'll read them and they, that's it. That's their radio show. And they get buckets, bro. <laughs> no lie. That's right, they, some, some people do like love oh. stories. Some people do like, you know, sad stories. Yeah, who was I just talking to? I was telling them about the show, and it's like, is it live? Like, they wanted to tune in. Oh, that's something we'll talk about. Um, I'll talk to you about it off here a little bit. But they wanted to talk about, um, they wanted to see us live. Like, they wanted to see us on footage. And we talked about that for quite some time. Got to lose a couple pounds first, baby. <laughs> nah, nah, nah you, I'm good. I'm good. We got to go out here. We got to be out here. Yeah, this guy after his three month health binge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, baby. I knew it was. I knew it was on the horizon. Yeah. No, we, we yeah we could, we can look into doing something like that. <laughs> I, I wonder. Yo, you guys don't see this guy's facial expressions. He's saying that, but he's really no. Like, we can't. I just wonder what. Like, why now do you want to see us? <laughs> that's a great question. Does it help you? No, but to I, be fair, not, to be fair, because we want to make sure the return on no, no. To be fair, is the return on investment thing. So to be fair, right? We could start with live. Technically, we could, but then will people go back and listen to the episode once we post it? Listen, guys, great, this is a business. Great point. We need this. Great point. Great point. I think it will generate more viewers at first, at least. And then we could readdress that. Yeah. Also it's all about the return on investment. That's, that's also, really also, 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 also. We've talked about being on video more anyways. Yes, because we have. it's it's just a more it's, it's more personal it's connection, right? So they see your facial expression when you're saying things, they see how off I can be 
et cetera, et cetera. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. But still. <laughs> cut it out. Yeah, no. I we'll we'll definitely look at it. Like I said, for me it's all about give me the give me why you want to see that. Like and I'm okay. But I think that was part of our progression plan anyway. For sure. Alright, yo. So listen. We're gonna end the show. But this is where I'm gonna leave it leave the audio open for Matt to input what we talked about on the oh. last episode. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Because you guys need it. <laughs> You guys need to hear this content, right? So just before, because he's he's about to input it in about 10, 9, 8. Nah. (laughs) You guys got to understand, right? Honestly, we're doing this for you. We understand what our audience wants. Um, A lot of people reached out. Um, We did talk about football. I tried saving the episode by kind of making shit really erratic and like spontaneous and just talk about some of the craziest shit so right here right now matt is gonna drop what we originally recorded but we re-recorded for your best interest so just so you're aware right the the reason why i brought this up and i started laughing precious situation you're in atlantic city you just had ruse chris Oh yeah, you got a you got a very pressured situation in that case. Do you wait for the bathroom that's right there, or do you try to make it to yours? You almost shit yourself, guy. I did. You did shit yourself. No, I didn't. <laughs> I did it because I came back and I had the same clothes on. Are you sure? I'm positive. That was funny. That was that was a real pressure situation. <laughs> no, the pressure situation was. No cap is when I drop the key card. I do I knock on I somebody else's door and ask them to use their bathroom, or do I try I, to? I remember do that. I try to? Do I try to bend down and pick up the card? No one so, very well. I, it I, could be the end of it. Yeah, white jeans on. I believe that day too. I think I did. I was fried. I've been done. Poo poo platter. <laughs> yo, yo. So here's the thing, right? You mentioned uh, situation behavior impact earlier, right? Yeah. Let's go. And that's what made me think about it and start laughing. It's like, I would be the one to like, that's just how I, I operate sometimes. It's like, all right, the plane's going. What's the situation? Plane's dropping. Behavior. My behavior is to either jump and then the impact is out. <laughs> you impact the water, <laughs> the ground. Yeah. That's your impact. Uh, or behavior is I stay on the thing and I impact with this and this is definitely going to explode and get on fire. So I'll probably <laughs> jump hoping I land in water. I don't know, bro, because depending on how RP you are, like water's breaking the surface, like hitting the ground. So <laughs> then I won't have a funeral or nothing because I'll be. I put on a. I'd put on. They got no. They don't got parachutes on them. Just what am I talking <laughs> about? They got life jackets. Yeah. They ain't got no parachutes on this. This ain't war zone. <laughs> Jumping out the plane. Oh man! Forget to deploy your shit in time. <laughs> so can we? Can you get on a plane with a parachute? <laughs> <laughs> probably not a passenger one. Those shits are huge when they deploy it, bro. <laughs> you pots. You, you do that shit. You instantly scaring the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> you come up with a parachute. If you go I'm like, plane, I'm off this plane, bro. You go on a plane. He knows something I don't know. <laughs> that is great. They should actually do that. How much do parachutes cost? Parachutes are probably very expensive. I don't That's know. a business. We come up with a, a way where... You can provide parachutes to every passenger, God forbid. I just so it's it's a good idea in theory, right? 
But I just know you're gonna you're gonna have somebody like God forbid a situation comes. You're gonna have somebody that fucks it up and deploys their parachute inside the plane <laughs> and just yeah, it fucks everybody up. This shit gets all tangled. The thing is, I thought he was gonna say they deploy and they go right into the engine. That too, because they tell you like that's why you jump like when you skydive you, for the first time. You don't jump by yourself. The first couple times you jump with a pro because there's like the tendency of people is to pull the parachute early and they. St- Go right up, and you can probably sucks the thing right into you, the. You can get smoked, helicopter, <laughs> no, hit the plane. You know? Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. So, I, um, yeah, just <laughs> I don't think parachutes on a on a commercial plane is gonna be something that's gonna. Well, so realistically, we we was doing we was, we really dumbed it down with the football and the the pressure situations at first. And then the decision making. But if you really get put in those pressure situations and the decision making then is jump or just sit. What are you doing? Like are you are you are you waiting? Are you waiting to maybe I'm get probably jumping? Are you waiting to get a, like a little bit closer before you jump? Like what's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you like waiting? how close? Like you're like, oh, it's only twenty feet now. No, 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 no. Are you waiting to see if somebody else jumps first, see how they how they turn out? <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're gonna find out the results <laughs> if that's happening. I'm probably gonna I don't know, man. That's tough. Do you sit on it and hope the plane picks up its altitude? Are you gonna try to be like the people in the movies that like get like a sheet and then like open it up like <laughs> no so there was a video game back in the day where you had to make a choice this is way back in the day and i f- i didn't even realize they had these games anymore where i'll give you the scenario there was on an airplane and something had happened it was like jump it was like three options jump try and fight the guy for the gun do something else or do something else and my cousin picked fight the guy for the gun. He got his head blown off. <laughs> when the correct answer was jump, and he used like a um a raft or something that, like, it was one of the inflatable rafts, so it like expanded. <laughs> it was it's a video game, but it was the funny shit was it was a video game, but it was real people acting it out. Oh, really? Oh, okay. And they still have that. I just came across more of them. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, they still they have stuff like that yeah, where it's like, based on like what you do. People will act out exactly. So, you know what I? You ever seen those? But in the just to finish that, he jumped out the plane with the it was a big yellow raft that flated up, and then he landed in the river and just floated down the river. But go ahead. If I'm the guy that's gonna try to kill you, I'm shooting the raft. <laughs> I'm cutting holes in it. <laughs> I'm just trying to cap you. Yeah, but it was like so fast. I that's true. Uh, you ever seen those Detroit Urban Survival Training videos? The guy was oh, the yeah, cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dresses up like a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that reminds me of. You're yeah, trying to yeah, take yeah. the gun. He's yeah, like, look yeah. how easy it is. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> I know you guys are probably laughing, having a great time, and that's what it's all about, right? Whether you're driving to work, whether you're at home, whether you're chilling with a shorty or chilling with your significant other, it doesn't matter, as long as you're having a good time. But at the end of the day, there's always two rules. Think critically, speak infamously. We're out. Stay blessed.